Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, Mr. DJ, put a record on. I want to dance with my baby.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gay Mass. Thanks for joining me tonight on the show. It's uh, Wednesday at 10.50 p.m. Central Standard Time in Dallas, Texas, or Central Daylight Time still, sorry, in Dallas, Texas. Thanks for joining me on the Gay Mass show. Um, talking, of course, as always, about the latest in gay news and culture and music on Gay Mass and talking about the latest and the greatest. So uh, if you're gay or like gay people, this is the place for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, if you want to know more about me, you can go to offlimitshow.com. You can go to spreaker.com. Uh, as well as you can listen on iTunes, subscribe to the Off Limits show or to Gay Mass show or to the Brain Purge show, all shows I do uh, under the Off Limits show umbrella. Um, you can listen to those and subscribe to those on iTunes as well if you want to. And also, of course, as I said, you can go to offlimitsshow.com, find out more about me, listen to uh, shows and get the latest and the greatest and l- read my blog, which I haven't updated in a very long time. I... You know, I have a life, people. So I'm sorry. I I um, I love doing this show, and I love uh, I love it. It's definitely uh, an outlet for me, um, and I definitely love it, and it means a lot to me. But uh, you know, I have to make a living, and I run two businesses, and I um, also have a husband and family and friends, and so I've been so busy with work lately. So I haven't been doing as many shows as I once did. I used to do shows every single night. Can you believe it? Um, almost every single night, like five days a week at least. So, uh, this is, um, you know, uncommon that I do shows by me once a week or once every couple of weeks, uh, like I've been doing lately. So, but thanks for continuing to listen. Those of you who have continued to listen over the years, you know, this is my, uh, fifth year actually this month, uh, on doing this show, the off limits show. So it's a bit of an anniversary for, uh, the off limits show. Um, I started the show, um, in October of 2009, I think. So is that five years? I think it is. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I just had a little bit to drink. So if I seem a little loopy or a little happy, that's why I had some white wine, by the way, uh, the wine I had is called, um, and then this happened, dot, dot, dot. Uh, 2012, it's a white wine blend. It is delicious. And it's nothing fancy and no fancy label. Um, no, you know, I've never heard of it before, but I belong to a wine club called Club W, uh, which you can join, by the way, by going to clubw.com. And uh, uh, I actually, you can get three free bottles of wine if you use my, my code, which I don't have with me at the moment because I wasn't planning to talk about it. But anyway... <laughs> Um, I'll try to find it before the end of the show and give it to you. You get three, three free bottles of wine sent to your home. But anyway, it's a monthly delivery service. Uh, and they, they get your, your taste preferences based on your, you know, your tastes, you know, whether you're like red wine, white wine, rosé, Zinfandel, whatever you, it is you like and what kind of flavors you like. And they kind of, they suggest wines and send wines to you based upon that. So it's, um, it's really good. I, I love it. I've, I've been very happy with it. As a matter of fact, I've been doing it for about six months now and um, the wines they've sent have been delicious. And especially this last one, like I mentioned, it's called once again. Uh, and so this happened dot, 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 <laughs> which I think is kind of cool. It's basically a kind of wine you would serve with just people just like hanging out with friends and having, you know, maybe uh, snacks or something or watching TV or a soap opera, you know, <laughs> like Dallas or something. Um, so it's, uh, it's a good wine. So check it out. Anyway, check out clubw.com if you haven't already. I've talked about it on my brain purge show when I talked about some of my favorite things. 
you can go back and listen to that uh, as well if you check it out on Spreaker.com. Anyway, um, so tonight we're talking about, oh, we've got people in the chat room tonight. Hello, Jaded Productions. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, thanks for coming out. Hey, how's it going? Have anything to say? <laughs> oh, Jaded Productions says happy anniversary. Well, thank you, Jaded Productions. Um, yeah, like this is, I said, this is my fifth year doing this and um, it's been a hobby, but it's been fun. It's been... Um, it's been fun mostly. You know, I did uh, last year, about a year ago, I did a 200 episode, um, a 200 episode, 200 episode special where I reviewed, um, you know, certain episodes from the previous, you know, three, four years uh, before, three years, I guess. And it was, um, you know, kind of highlights all the ups and downs and the roller coaster rides that I've experienced on the show, <laughs> the craziness that I've experienced on the show. Really, really crazy. I've experienced some incredibly um, horrible people. <laughs> people, you know, what's funny when I started my show, I did not know people were so there people existed that were so horrible and heinous, but there are really some really terrible people in the world. I mean, really, honestly, just rotten to the core, you know, people who just have no soul <laughs> seriously. And so, um, that's one of the things I've learned doing this show. And I've also met some really great people, made some great friends. I am people I've never met, but I consider friends to some degree, uh, online. Um, and so it's been, it's been, it's had its pluses and its negatives, but I think, you know, I do my show because I, I want to, I have something to say and I want to have a voice for the people who don't have one, um, out there who, whom are disenfranchised or, uh, marginalized by society, whether they be gay, lesbian, transgender, whatever, or by, or, um, be, uh, you know, mixed race or non-religious or whatever, anyone who is a misfit or someone who is, not not or nonconformist in some way because of who they are. That's really what my show is about and speaking out for those people and liberal minded people as well. So anyway, that's what I want to say about that. But onto the topics at the at hand for this uh this gay mass show. Um one of the biggest things of course that's been happening um of course is the Supreme Court decision that was handed down a few days ago. Um, actually, it wasn't a Supreme Court decision as much as it was a Supreme Court snub. They um, were supposed to possibly rule on five different states. Um, five different states is a um, you know decision on gay marriage, Oklahoma, and I don't know four other ones. I can't remember what the other ones were, but anyway. And instead of, and they, it was anticipated that they would take the case, one of the cases rather, and that they would, you know, debate it and whatever. But they decided not to take it. They decided not to take it. They turned it down, all five cases, and said no, because there was no real disagreement on, on the issue um, yet. So because that's the case, they decided not to take the cases. As a result of that, that means those five states um, now have effectively have gay marriage. Um, because it was effectively legalized in those five states uh, once it was turned away from the Supreme Court because those decisions were put by Utah, Oklahoma, Virginia, Indiana, and Wisconsin um, to the Supreme Court to make a decision. Once they decided not to rule on it at all, it let the um, bans go away. It let the, the decision that the bans were unconstitutional stay, essentially. So that's great. So now we have almost half the country 
or maybe more. I think it's like 30 states now. I don't know. It's, I think it's close to 30 states. I should get my facts straight. But anyway, um, that actually have gay marriage these days. So uh, as a result of gay marriage um, in 30 states, we now have more states in the country than not that uh, effectively have uh, legal gay marriage. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. I'm, you know, elated. And of course, you know, as Whoopi Goldberg said a few days ago on The View, uh, if you don't like gay marriage, that's too bad because it's coming whether you like it or not. And it, that's the truth. That's what I've been saying to myself for the past five years on this show is that gay marriage is inevitable because one, it is the right thing to do. And it's an inalienable right of people to be able to marry whom they love and want to be with. It's whether you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. Legally, we have the right. Constitutionally, we have the right. And it is spreading not only through the United States of America, but throughout the world that we are having, you know, gay marriage is becoming legalized. It's fantastic. And so, you know, when I was a kid and gay and, and thinking about my future, I never even thought about being married. It wasn't even an option in my mind because you weren't able to get married as a gay person. I didn't think it was even a possibility. Um, I knew I wanted to be with someone for the rest of my life. I wanted to be in a relationship, monogamous relationship, whatever, and be in that, you know, forever, just like, you know, most heterosexual people are. But I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't, um, I wasn't able to uh, visualize the idea because it was incredibly foreign to me because no one had ever said, oh, you can get married too. You, you can marry the person you love too because your, your love is equal to the love of any heterosexual. Um, you know, and so it wasn't until I was older in my 20s, you know, that I realized that, you know, this is fucking bullshit. We should be able to get married just like anybody else. If we want to get married, we should be able to. We should have the same rights and responsibilities that every heterosexual has. There is no fucking difference. So it, it certainly lit a fire in me to, to fight for that and for gay rights as well and just in general. Um, and so it's, it's good to see finally in this day and age, we're finally getting our, our, our equality to some degree, you know, obviously we still have a ways to go and, and, um, having full equality, uh, throughout the country and gay marriage just happens to be one of the biggest issues that we have. And, um, a lot of other issues fall underneath that, you know, like being able to visit our love and, uh, in, in the hospital or if they're sick or being able to inherit their social security, social security or inherit their estate and so on. So those things have been, um, essentially resolved because of this decision. So it's fantastic. I'm ecstatic about it and I'm so happy. So it's only a matter of time. JD production says would be hard for them to take one of those cases since they were all in agreement. The fifth circuit may rule against gay marriage, which would trigger uh, Supreme court of the United States to react, which if they do, by the way, JD productions, if they do actually have to take uh, the, um, a case against gay marriage, that's great. I mean, I, that's what I've wanted for so long is for them to actually have to take a case that does dispute the other States, uh, decisions, because that means they're finally gonna have to rule on it the way they ruled on Virginia, um, and the loving versus Virginia case in 19, uh, 58 or 68 or something like that, 63, something like that. Um, when it came to interracial marriage and it was forced the Supreme court of the United States to rule on that, that cause for that reason and had to, um, effectively made, you know, interracial marriage, uh, legal in every state as a result of it. So if, if that does happen with the Supreme court, then that means that we will, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I can't imagine them ruling against it when the majority of the country wants gay marriage 
and when it's constitutionally you know been proven to be a right and you have all these precedents previous you know obviously to the case that would come up saying that it's not a right um there there's no leg to stand on against it it's just a matter of it coming up to supreme court and i can't wait till it happens i'd be so happy and it's funny because you know when it does happen it'll be completely like i don't know just I don't know. It, it won't. I won't be jumping for joy or anything. I will be for a moment, but I mean, it won't be like I'm um, like anything really changes for me. My husband and I are already married, uh, but not in the state of Texas. You know, we're not. Our marriage is not legally recognized. It is by the federal government, obviously, and we have to pay taxes. Last year, for the first time, or this past year, uh, as joint uh, married couple, which was really cool, and we got a lot of deductions we never got before. <laughs> Um, because we got to, to share our deductions and things that I, from my business and everything. So, um, it, it's, it's great. And, but it won't mean that much to, to me, except that other people will have the right to do it. And it means that in this state, people will have the right to get married. And regardless of what the fucking state says, you know, living in Texas is like living in fucking, I don't know, 1823 or some shit. It's like fucking, you know, back ass words, conservative country here. Uh, and you know, in Texas, um, we do have Wendy Davis, whom you may remember those of you who are not from Texas, uh, as being the Senator who stood up, uh, and filibustered, um, against the abortion, um, laws or whatever that, that the state was trying to pass initially that they eventually did pass, uh, in Texas, um, against abortion rights for women, a right to choose. And, um, they, uh, and she, she's become, you know, on the national stage as a result of that, that whole thing. And she's now running for governor of Texas against uh, Greg Abbott. who's a fucking horrible person, by the way. And he's a coward. He refuses to even debate, uh, Wendy Davis in several specific debates that were previously scheduled because he's, he knows he's gonna look like a fucking asshole and idiot. And he's only agreed to one debate ever with her. He's a fucking prick and he's a fucking Republican and he doesn't like gay rights. And he's, he's just a fucking epitome of what Texas stood for for so long. So to me, she's somewhat like Ann Richards was when she came to Texas against Clayton Williams in the eighties and nineties. And she really shook up the state and made some amazing changes in the state. So I'm looking forward to hopefully Winnie Davis doing the same thing. Hopefully she'll get elected. But if she does, it'll be the first time the state's been blue, as they say, since then. And it scares the Republicans to death in Texas, because if the state goes blue, it's unlikely they'll ever get it back again, <laughs> because the public sentiment is going towards that direction. Even in Texas, even here in fucking stronghold Bush country, we the state, the state is turning more and more blue. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we've had so many um, California people move here and people from other states move an influx of people because of our, our good businesses and things we have here, big companies and corporations that are located in Dallas and Houston and in Austin. Um, so I think it's, uh, I think it's, you know, an effect of that. I think it's fucking great. So I can't wait to see the day when that happens. It'll be fucking amazing. And um, you know, it'll be great. But you know, I've been here for so my whole fucking life. And, um, I always said, you know, I'm going to leave someday. I'm going to leave someday. I never did. I've always said, I decided to stay and fight rather than to flee. And, uh, it wasn't really <laughs> a conscious decision. It's just the way things turned out. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I am what I am. And, um, so the fuck what? All right. So I'm going to take a quick break, come back and we're going to talk about, um, 
Oh, hold on a second. Where's the, hold on a second. Um, um, sorry, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we're gonna, I'm going to talk about um, uh, a movie that I have, um, I'm going to be in actually, uh, a very small part. And uh, also um, talking about um, some nudity that's very pleasing just to the eye. Um, some, the gay sex uh, slave ring in Florida, the Ebola patient who died and also gay virgins and much more. So I'll be right back after this.
All right, so we're back. Thanks for listening to the show. That was Annie Lennox with Sweet Dreams. I love Annie Lennox, by the way. She has a new album coming out next week called Nostalgia. Uh, it's a lot of old standards, um, like Summertime and I don't know, a lot of other ones. Really, really just beautiful that I've heard so far, the first two tracks. Um, really great. She's one of my favorite all-time artists. She's probably second in line to Madonna. <laughs> um, it's hard to choose between the two because they're very different, but I, I love her to death. She's an incredibly talented woman. Anyway, um, we're back, and I wanted to tell you about... Um, oh, before I do, I wanted to say something that J.D. Productions uh, had said in the chat room. He says that... Um, uh, he says, uh, you're right, only a matter of time before the state flips. The demographics are changing rapidly in the Southwest. Uh, and I said, I'm so sick of living around all of these bass awkward hicks. And he said, aging backward hicks. Remember that. Time is not the friend of conservatives. If people over 50 were forbidden from voting, every state would be blue. That's so true. I do think that's very true. I think that, you know, it's the old people that keep us uh, behind or back, you know. But someday we'll be the old people. But I think there's a difference because I think that there are old people who are conservative and there are old people who are liberal-minded. And I'm a liberal. I've always been a liberal. I always will be. And so I think when you're liberal-minded, it means you're open-minded. That's what the word liberal means, essentially. And so, fortunately, it's going to be a, um, a different world by the time I'm old, old. And um, I think that uh, things will still be better even then than this old guard of people who really, really run things on fear and on um, what's good, what's in it for them and, and not what's good for uh, the group whole the, or the, the country as a whole. I think that's the difference. Anyway, um, there is a movie. Um, I was on Kickstarter the other day and I was looking on there. Sometimes I'm looking on there to see things I could back or pledge or whatever, you know. And uh, I actually got a, 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 a Facebook or no, a Facebook, a, a Twitter, a tweet, a tweet, <laughs> a tweet, excuse me, uh, on my Off Limits page about a show called, a movie that's being made called Kiss Me, Kill Me. It's by Casper Andreas and David Michael Barrett. And um, Casper Andreas has directed movies like uh, Going Down in L.A. And, and several other ones. I mean, he th that movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it, if you're gay, is really great. I love that movie. It's very hot, too, by the way. The guy in it, uh, his name is uh, Matthew Ludwinski's in it. <clears throat> Gorgeous guy. Anyway, um, so they, I was watching their Kickstarter campaign about the movie and um, I, I looked at the cast. The cast is truly, truly stellar in my opinion in terms of gay culture um the the lead is played by gail harold whom whom if you don't know was in uh, queer as folk and defiance deadwood Des desperate housewives other things as well and he uh you know of course is gorgeous he's straight by the way but he is i think incredibly attractive man and um um He's going to be the lead. He's a good actor as well. Uh, there's also the guy I mentioned earlier, Matthew Ledwinski from Going Down in La La Land. Uh, he's going to be in it as well as Craig Robert Young, um, uh, Brianna Brown, who was in Devious Maids, True Blood, and Graceland, uh, Yolanda Ross, who is uh, was in Treme, the movie of the show on um, HBO, uh, Tom Lark, who was in Argo, The Cabin in the Woods, and Such Good People. 
uh, Kit Williamson, uh, who was on Mad Men and other things, as well as Eastsiders. Jonathan Lisecki, who was in Big Gay Love and also wrote, produced, and directed Gaby, that movie. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, and several other people. Just on and on and on. It, the cast is really, truly stellar. And so I, I read about it and I thought, wow, this is a really good cast. And I want to get, see this movie get made. And the plot essentially is um, while confronting an unfaithful boyfriend, uh, this guy Dusty blacks out. And when he comes to, his, his boyfriend was murdered and he's the prime suspect. And so he's running around trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Anyway, and so it's like not a movie about AIDS. It's not a movie about coming out. It's not a movie about your parents don't love you because you're gay or whatever. It's a movie that's just about you know a gay person in a normal situation. Well, not a normal situation, an abnormal situation and how they handle it and how they get out of it or whatever. And so I decided to um, help fund and back it. And if you do back it at certain levels, I chose 2,500. If you do back it, uh, you get uh, a 2,500 level. When it's See, what do I get? I got, it says, wow, this is super cool. Get ready for your close-up because you are about to have a speaking part in the movie. You will receive one or two lines of dialogue, receive on-screen credit with our cast and an IMDb credit too. Um, you will also receive a DVD, a digital copy of the completed film and upon its commercial release. Plus you will receive a thank you on our movie's website and on-screen thank you in the movie's end credits. So I'm going to be in a movie. <laughs> Uh, you know, it won't be much of a, a role. I'll probably get to say, hey, or something like that. But that'll be fun. Um, but I'll just be cool to, to actually be able to meet, um, hopefully, Gail Harold and uh, these other really cool people on the set. That'll be fun to do. Anyway, I thought it'd be a fun thing to do and also help a really good cause. And so that's what we're doing on that. So by the way, if you're interested in helping Kiss Me, Kill Me, Get Made, uh, you want to be a backer for the show, you can go to kickstarter.com and search for the project Kiss Me, Kill Me, and you can back it. Their their goal is $100,000. They are at almost $20,000 right now with 28 days to go. So check them out and uh, maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> okay, so... Um, there was um, a story on a Queer Tea I read earlier today or yesterday about a gay sex slave ring. And um, it was about these, these, these guys who had been um, told that they could, um, that they could uh, make like $5,000 a month as uh, male escorts. And so they were flown to Florida or something. And when they were flown down there, they were actually in, ended up being enslaved as sex slaves who had to, who had to work having sex for 20 hours a day, 20 hours a day, having sex 20 hours a day. Can you imagine? I mean, look, I love sex. Sex is fucking amazing and great. And I love it. I've always been very good at it. <laughs> I've always loved it and uh, all that. But I, 20 hours a day is insane. I mean, that's true, truly torture. And obviously, and uh, they were made to actually perform on screen and one of those camera shows or whatever. And um, their passports were, passports were held and they were, the families were threatened. It was horrible. Um, but fortunately they recently were found and they were released and got out and they turned in the three men who were from, I think it said Bavaria or Bulgaria or some shit like that, or Bavaria, I don't know, Germany, or I don't know where the fuck they were from, but somewhere over there, East, 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 Eastern Europe or something. And, um, they are now being tried, but you know, this kind of thing happens a lot and it happens in the gay community as well as, as you know, with heterosexuals. Um, but you know, you gotta be careful. I mean, first of all, you shouldn't probably, 
you probably should try to find an alternative source of income than actually having sex with people for money. That's the first thing. Um, you know, but of course these people are not to blame for the situation they found themselves in completely. Obviously no one expected to be enslaved and I would never say that these people deserved it or anything, but I will say that, you know, if you, you've got to be careful. Gay guys, especially, it seems to me, are just over-trusting. I mean, just trusting somebody you've never met, you've met online, and it promises you $5,000 a month to have sex with people, and you're, oh, okay, let's go. Let me move my whole fucking life and, and go home and give you my passport my driver's license. I mean, I don't know. I mean, when I was in my 20s, I don't think I was that stupid, or my teens, you know, like 19, 20, whatever. I don't think I was that fucking, fucking dumb. Anyway, but apparently some people are, um, so, so be it. Uh, there was another story I read about uh, gay virgins before marriage. Now, this was interesting to me because, you know, you, you hear a lot of uh, girls who are saving them, and guys these days, heterosexuals, who are, have purity rings and are saving themselves for marriage until they find the right person, blah, blah, blah. And people are always saying, oh, that's so admirable. That's so terrific. That's so wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but I completely disagree. I have never found being a virgin to be virtuous or anything else. And first of all, most of these quote unquote virgins um, still have oral sex or have anal sex because they don't consider it actually, it's not penetrating the vagina or, you know, so <laughs> it's not really, you know, like they're not having sex or just not having vaginal sex or whatever the girls, but why is it that that it's supposed to be a positive that you save yourself for someone before marriage? I think that's a horrible idea to actually wait to have sex with someone for the first time until you've actually made this lifelong commitment to somebody and you don't even know yourself, don't know what you like sexually, don't know what you like in men sexually or whatever. It makes no fucking sense to me at all. I'm sorry. I just do not agree with it at all. It doesn't make any sense. I think that it's important that you as a, as a gay man or gay girl or whatever, you experiment, you, you find out what turns you on sexually. You find out what you like in your men or your women, what you don't like. And you have to try people on, you know, like a shoe and see if they fit. That's what it's all about dating and all that stuff, including sex. It's not just about the emotional side. It's, you know, marriage is about the emotional side, the mental, you know, you know, intellectual side and the sexual side. So you have to have all three of those in sync in order to really have a successful marriage. You have to, if you don't have all three of those in sync, or at least working on them as much as possible, then it's unlikely that it's going to last. And so what happens if this gay person says, Oh, um, you know, they, they marry somebody and they find out that they're both bottoms or, <laughs> Or they're both tops or, or one likes really hot, dominant, like, you know, rough sex. The other one likes really vanilla sex or something. I don't know. You know, there's all these sorts of different types of uh, dynamics that come with sexual chemistry that you can possibly know without trying it. So, so I don't, I'm not really for the whole gay virgin thing. It makes no fucking sense to me. It makes no sense to me at all in the heterosexual community either. Why do that? It's just, it's just a bad idea. I'm sorry. Now I'm sure there are tons of Christians out there who are going to disagree with that and they, Oh, you should save yourself from marriage. Blah, blah. That's a noble idea. And you know, it's a noble idea and pursuit in some way because you know, it's nice to want to do that. It's a nice thing, but is it really practical? Is it really smart? No, it's not practical and it is not smart. It's actually the stupidest thing you can do. <laughs> and of course, you know, our grandparents' generations 
And before they often married people without having had sex before it was, you know, the cultural norm. But we live in 2014 where the cultural norm is to have premarital sex, to have, try people on to see if they fit and, and then decide if you want to marry somebody, not do it the other way around. So I'm all for it, by the way. Um, there was a gay fraternity, uh, excuse me, a gay frat guy who was actually kicked out of a fraternity because he was gay. He was told he was kicked out or not. He was, he was rushing a fraternity. He was not uh, able to pledge because he was gay, he was told. So he actually filed a lawsuit uh, against the fraternity for discrimination or, uh, or a complaint with the school or whatever the case may have been. And, uh, and so now they're in trouble and the fraternity was already on probation for things they'd done before. You know, when I was in college, I, uh, at SMU, um, I went to a few rush parties, uh, my freshman year and before you're supposed to start, it's called dirty rush. You're not supposed to do that because they, they try the fraternities try to get pledges before, get to the pledges before the other fraternities do so they can have a more likely chance of you rushing their fraternity. And, um, you know, this is, I was openly gay, but I was, they, people did not know I was gay. Um, and so I was there and just hanging out or whatever. And, you know, I don't know. I just felt completely uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in a fraternity like that anyway. I had no desire to be in one. I only went because my roommate had gone and one invited me to go and they, the people who there, there invited me to come. So I, uh, so I went and it was just a bunch of like, you know, it's just, just what you think. It's, it's a bunch of like, frat dudes hanging around, you know, and like drinking beer and talking about bullshit about girls and that kind of fucking bullshit, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, Oh my God, you know, like kind of crap, you know? So, <laughs> so that's what it was like. It really was like that. And they were fucking drinking beer and shit. And that was it. I mean, just you're drinking and, and shooting the, sh the breeze, you know, there was nothing else they were going was going on at these parties to have sex or whatever of the girls and stuff. So it was just, it was just fucking dumb and I had no interest in it. Um, so I started my own fraternity at SMU called Delta Lambda Phi, um, which was a, a chapter. I started a chapter of a national gay fraternity there. Um, and I did it because I wanted to have, you know, foster friendships with, with other men and, um, gay men and wanted to have, um, um, you know, lifelong friendships with these people. Um, unfortunately that don't happen, <laughs> uh, because of a lot of, uh, bullshit that happens when you bring a lot of gay men together in one room or one organization, as you can imagine, you know, if you've ever been part of a gay organization, I'm sorry to feed into stereotypes, but this is very true in my personal experience. You have a lot of gay men together at an organization. There's a lot of bitchiness and cattiness and, and jealousy and competition. Um, it's just horrible. And that's the way the fraternity was. I was trying to find friends that were going to be people, you know, who would support me and vice versa the rest of my life. Instead, I found a bunch of catty, bitchy queens who wanted to all have sex with each other and, um, you know, weren't willing to really just have friendships. It was just, it was just a horrible mess. But so I ended, ended up leaving it and, and not being part of it anymore. But regardless of, of what happened, you know, I was proud that I started something that lasted well after I was there. Um, but I think if that's the case, you know, this guy can't join a fraternity because he's gay, then fucking start his own. That's what I did. There is a national gay fraternity. Once again, it's called Delta Lambda Phi. Um, and um, if you are part of a um, college or whatever, then I think it's certainly important that you should, um, I think it's certainly important that you should, uh, 
you should uh, um, try to start your own chapter. It's definitely something that's really, really going to be worth your time because it really was a fun experience for me, even though there was a lot of bitchiness and cattiness. There was a lot of fun and a lot of camaraderie while it lasted. So check it out if you if you want to. Um, Nick Carter did... If you remember Nick Carter from the Backstreet, is it Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? I can't remember. I think he was from Backstreet Boys. Wait, Backstreet, Backstreet's back. All right. I think it's Backstreet Boys, right? He was on Backstreet Boys, I think. And um, Nick Carter, I always had a crush on him. I thought he was so cute. I always had a thing for blondes. And so he was the blonde one. And um, he's straight, but uh, he was on uh, he he was on some, his show, his reality series or something. And he was in nothing but this like thong or whatever. And his body's not like spectacular, but it's nice. It's not like, you know, like a, a model's body or anything, you know, he used to be pretty chunky. So it's probably better than my body anyway. And, uh, but he looks pretty good. And, um, so you could just see him in his skivvies or whatever on that show. So if you're interested in that, but speaking of that, there was a guy named Kelly Johnson from below deck and below deck is a show on, um, Bravo. And I've never watched one episode of Below Deck ever. I have no interest in it. You know, like Bravo is one of my favorite all-time channels of all time. I love it because, you know, I love Andy Cohen. I love The Real Housewives of of whatever. I, I watch every single franchise of that of that. Um Real Housewives of Orlando. I mean Real Housewives of um of the OC, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, New Jersey, New York. I even watched Miami when it was on and Washington and then DC one. So I've watched every single franchise of that. It's really, I love the Red Housewives. Um, and there's a lot of other shows on there I watch as well, but there's some shows on there. I'm just like, what the fuck ever? I just have no interest in it. And Below Deck is one of them. But anyway, this guy, his name is, um, what did I say his name was? Kelly Johnson. He, if you go to... Um, just search for his name on there. There's a picture of him and his dick hanging out and it's it's really nice penis, by the way, big, long and fleshy and nice. Anyway, (laughs) if you like dick, it's on there. Um, but he apparently, um, is trying to get himself known by doing like a naked picture. And these days that's what everybody's doing. It's like everybody wants their five, fucking five minutes or 15 minutes or whatever of fame. And it's like, you know, how far will you go to be famous, to be well known? Now, obviously, he's already on a show, so he doesn't necessarily need to do this. But to get his, you know, his profile up, he could, he he he's releasing this naked picture of himself, although it was quote unquote an accident. Just like all these other people, these famous people, like you know, whose pictures were found recently on the iCloud and stuff, which were quote unquote an accidents. Now, I do think that probably was a hack, but. You know, that happens all the time. The, the fastest way to get people to remember you is to take your fucking clothes off. Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton. I mean, I, the list goes on and on and on of people that we know about because initially they took their clothes off or were in a porn flick or a home porn movie or something. Um, and so why is it that that is something that makes people um, so enamored with someone i guess because you feel you know them because they're naked and it's the most vulnerable thing you can do is to is to be nude in front of the world i don't know but i personally i don't have any respect for it one way or the other it doesn't really mean anything to me i mean look i like to look at naked guys nice looking naked guys just like the next guy i love i love the male form and i love beauty in general and being an artist or you know designer or whatever i am i'm both i guess i i'm um I'm very much enamored by beauty. Um, so I understand why I'm enamored by it, but, and I guess other people feel the same way, 
but it is to me just a bit cheap to to sell yourself out just to do to get a little more you know um, publicity or whatever. So I don't really have much uh, to say about that, but I thought I would mention it. Okay, gonna come right back in a minute and close up and uh, start talking about the pig's broth guy that murdered his tranny, excuse me, transsexual girlfriend. And um, what else? Whatever else comes to mind. Be right back.
right, we're back. That was Proud by Heather Small from um, a while back. I guess it was like 2004 or something like that, or three. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Um, so wrapping up the show tonight, I wanted to talk about, you know, Ellen um, DeGeneres on her show had, uh, um, on her show had asked um, Facebook's, um, what's his name, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the other guy, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, Josh Blankenship, that's his name. Um, apologize. She wanted to make them come on the show to apologize to drag queens and transgender people um, and others because Facebook's uh, policy they had uh, recently changed to make people use their real name regardless of whatever. And uh, it, it really kind of uh, caused a lot of issues for people who are drag queens or people who were, um, as I said, transgendered or people who were just didn't want to use their real name for protection's sake, or because uh, they were a public figure or something. And um, so she wanted to try to make them apologize. And I understand that because, you know, I on my show, I mean, my name's pretty well known, my full real name and everything, but um, that's not because of my own doing. It's because people, quote unquote, doxed me a while back and wanted to, <laughs> to get my name out there, which is fine, whatever. But, um, you know, I know that people don't want to use their real name, you know, because they want to say things that they wouldn't normally say or I don't know, whatever the reason they want to be able to be speak freely without repercussions in their own personal lives. And so I understand that. Um, so on Facebook, you know, most people who are doing some sort of uh, public figure type thing, unless they're an actor or something, aren't using their real name. So um, especially on the radio or um, pundits or things like that. Um, so I understand the reason for that, why they, why they, why she was upset about that. And I agree. And also for drag queens who, whom are known, or especially for transgender people who are trying to transition, uh, they are going to use their real name. They're going to use their new name. So it's kind of, you know, difficult for people like that to have to deal with that kind of thing. It just makes their lives harder, um, and to participate in Facebook. And I was thinking the other day, you know, I've just so many times I just wanted to fucking quit Facebook. I just want to quit Facebook. I was like so sick of it. And some days I get so fucking bored with it. I'm like, why am I on here? It's so boring and stupid and it's just too much, you know, like too much crap. Um, but it's almost impossible now to not have a Facebook page and be a like fucking functioning member of society. <laughs> Seriously, because it's like, first of all, I use Facebook for both of my businesses and also for a nonprofit that I run for their pages and things like that, which are under my, under their names, but they're run by me personally. And so it's almost impossible to, I'd be, I have to, I'd have to shut those down. Uh, my business definitely needs that. And, um, and, and also my off limits show as well. I use it for that as well. So it's just like impossible. And then, you know, sometimes I just want to like delete all of my friends and start over. And I don't know. I just get like that. Does anybody else ever get like that? Is it just me? Probably just me. Uh, anyway, um, wait, there's more things to talk about. What was it? Um, oh, the pig's broth thing. So speaking of transgender people, there it was, a, I think it was in England, there was a, uh, a gay guy. Well, I don't know if he was gay, but he was, you know, I don't know. He was into transgender women. And he... Um, uh, apparently cooked his transgender, he chopped up his wife, his wife, his, his wife, chopped her up and boiled her in a broth and 
asked an electrician to come over to fix his stove because the stove stopped working, he said. And when the electrician came over, it smelled so horrendous in there. He asked what it was. The guy said he's cooking pig's broth and not to mind the smell. And the electrician went in there real quick, looked at his stove, said, your stove's fine, and left. <laughs> and he reported it to the police because it didn't seem right. And so they found out that the guy was cooking his girlfriend. But it's so disgusting to me and revolting that someone would do that. But, I, you know... Um, I'm just because I've been watching, I was watching Breaking Bad. I watched all five seasons like a few weeks ago and uh, I'd never seen it before. And you know, if you watch Breaking Bad, if you've seen it before, you know how they get rid of bodies and they, they use muriatic acid and burn the burden, the bodies until there's nothing left in plastic bins. And so I'm like, why didn't he do that? But anyway, <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be, if I were going to be like evil and do something like that, which I would never do, but I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even stand to do something like that. Like, first of all, I can't even stand to look at blood or anything. So there's no way I could ever do that. But if I were, I wouldn't be stupid about it and boil the person in a fucking, I mean, God, people are just dumb. I always get pissed off about like stupid criminals. <laughs> It's just like, you know, I watch those CSI shows or those shows that show you, you know, what criminals got away with or they try to get away with murder or something. I'm like, you're such a fucking idiot. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Anyway, I'm I'm just rambling now. Anyway, so that's all for my show tonight. That's gay mass. I want to thank, um, I want to thank everybody who listened to the show tonight. I want to thank, uh, um, Hold on, where's my page? I lost it here. Here it is. I want to thank JD Productions for listening. Thank you so much for listening uh, to the show and hanging out. I'll be sure to listen to your show. Um, I haven't listened to it before, but I'll check it out and see what you have to say. Um, be sure to come back sometime, and uh, I'll look for you as well. Everybody else, I'll be back uh, next week uh, or later in the week, actually, uh, probably the weekend with Brain Purge, uh, where I just talk about whatever the fuck's on my mind and no random, just random thoughts, uh, stream of consciousness, which is fun. Uh, and then Acoustic Mass as well. Uh, I'll be featuring a new album next week, which will be probably Annie Lennox's new album, Nostalgia. So thanks for listening and uh, have a great night. Good night. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 